0: BFM 89.9, good morning, I'm Russian Karnassan and welcome to the all-new Resource Centre, your one-stop shop for insights and strategies to help build and grow your business. On this edition of Resource Centre, you will learn about key strategies, lessons and actionable insights for businesses to grow in 2024 with Harvey Fu and Dylan Woon, co-founders and directors at Spada House, a venture builder established in 2019 that has worked with over 200 companies across more than 20 20- industries. Alvin Dillon, thank you for coming on the show and uh, joining us on this refreshed uh, Resource Centre here. Good day, Roshan. Thanks for having us. Pleasure to be here. Hope you both are doing well. It's now the second week of 2024. Now, gentlemen, most of us may be familiar with the term venture capitalist. I think that's quite fair to say. But my guess is that not as many know uh, about venture building. It's a trend that's been in the ecosystem for more than for a few decades now particularly in Silicon Valley uh, but it's recently picked up in Malaysia over the last few years could you give us a brief overview of Spana House and uh, what you do sure
1: Roshan so basically we build high potential ventures that are commonly sidelined by mainstream VCs, incubators, and accelerators by bringing strategic resources and innovation to entrepreneurs. On the other hand, we help underserved investors. I mean, those who lack access to genuine founders experience the joy of investing and positively impacting society. Since uh, January two thousand nineteen, we have been crafting business plans for SMEs and startups nationwide. We learn and grow alongside countless good entrepreneurs. And uh, we are industry agnostics, so uh, we have had the privilege to serve over 200 companies across more than 20 industries. Our company, uh, our clients need the business plans for uh, different purposes, from private fundraising, to public crowdfunding, loan applications, to franchising, mergers and acquisition, and talent recruitment. So uh, until today, uh, this business plan business is still our firm's bread and butter. So our team of business plan specialists do this day in, day out. The process is pretty straightforward. We kick start eight new projects per month and complete the business plans within eight weeks. But what is truly valuable is that since our clients need to be transparent about all aspects of their business, just so we can help them, we get to engage the founders as well as their stakeholders way deeper than most people. So we are like a sponge absorbing in real market insights, the gist of different industries. And throughout this process, we identify common gaps within organizations and patterns across organizations, not to mention foster deep trust and long lasting relationships with like-minded and beautiful minds. Um, moreover, we have been uh, facilitating some M&A deals whereby we need to conduct due diligence and fact-finding. So uh, you see, we get a helicopter view of the needs of both the sell side and the buy side. That's why uh, we find it easy to connect the dots uh, this, and, and this has become our daily habits, our DNA. So even when we are crafting the business plans, we would offer some suggestions and share what we observe in the, the industry with our clients. And so for us, the conversation often goes like, Harvey, you are much more than a business plan guy. Why don't I give you some equity of my company and you come help my company as if your own? Or sometimes it can go like, since you know my company's game plan so well, why don't you represent my company as an independent party to raise funds from new investors properly and
0: legally? Now, since the establishment back in 2019, you've collaborated with startups, with incubators, with law firms, accounting firms, corporate secretarial firms as well, uh, not to mention branding and marketing agencies as as well. Um, Talk to us a little bit about how all these partnerships factor into the support you provide your clients. Why are all these partnerships important? So a venture builder needs to rely heavily on the quality of the connections
1: and networks to figure out the right combinations on how to create the most explosive as well as the most sustainable solutions. Um, We leverage extensive network and trusted ecosystems, uh, ranging from seasoned professionals, marketing strategists, and capitalists. We share resources in terms of capital expertise with them to help our clients. Perhaps let me walk you through the client journey. Uh, So this is a real case, by the way, but I will watch the name for confidentiality. So uh, two years back, a tycoon in the quarry and premix industry, out of passion, decided to venture into noodle manufacturing and hopefully launch a new ready-to-cook brand. So he formed a new business entity and set up state-of-the-art manufacturing facility and appointed some trusted friends and family members to get the business off the ground. But after two years of trial and error, he realized that he's going nowhere. Uh, And we got to know about this noodle factory via the introduction of the company's accountant and quarry consultant, who are my friends. In their own words, uh, the company, the boss, has a Ferrari and they need the right driver. In this case, they see a sputter house as the driver. The deal is that Dylan and I would be given sweat equity, so the interests are aligned. We are expected to turn around the business before we look for strategy investors. So the first step is to do a proper gap analysis and make sure the company has the right infrastructure, like the right departments and person in charge, so on. So after designing the job description, we would help look for the right talents and convene a management team. Next, we would sit down with the management team to fine tune the brand positioning and long-term vision. As we all know, FMCG is not only a capital-intensive ball game, but also highly competitive. So we need to decide on a high-level game plan. So we will not just talk and talk forever. Instead, we synthesize our our discussion into a written blueprint, which internal and external stakeholders can refer to. Um, I would like to uh, stress that documentation is super important for transparency and traceability. Um, After we fix internal issues and make sure we can deliver quality products, uh, we will uh, connect the brand owner to our friends who are FMB Expo organizers and FMCG distributors. Export is very important as it allows us to get market feedback and make new industry connections. Whereas FMCG distributors could advise us which modern trade channels like hypermarkets and chain outlets to list the products. What's the quantity like? Uh, What's the timeline like? Costing, etc. We will be involved in the discussion of the terms. Uh, This step is called sell-in in the FMCG space. After that, only we will work closely with our marketing agency friend to craft the marketing app, marketing plan, including the offline and online go-to-market strategies. How to gain market share bit by bit? This is what we call sell out. So, with the detailed marketing plan and business plan, we then decide if we need to raise fund. If yes, how much from who? If needed, uh, we will also look in trusted lawyer to draft some agreements. You see, there are many lawyers with different specialisation, right? Some lawyers good at labour law. Others may be good at shareholders' agreement. We are supposed to know the strengths and weaknesses of our lawyer's friend. So we know we will work with not the most expensive or experienced lawyer, but the most suitable one. Let's say if we are drafting an investment term sheet or joint venture agreement, we may even not work with a lawyer. We Instead, we will get help from our friend from the private equity industry. Because uh, private, our private equity industry friend can provide advice and contribute ideas derived from private uh, practical uh, experience in the private equity industry. So to ensure the company is on the right track, we then meet with the top management on a bi-weekly or monthly basis to discuss actionable items. There will be new ideas popping up, and we will continue to facilitate the progress. For example, if the Nuda company decides to emulate the success of Ramli Burger by launching a Bumi Putra micro entrepreneurship program, we would start talking about. We would start talking to uh, entrepreneurship-related government agencies like Tekun and local councillors. If we need to streamline operations, we would suggest the right ERP vendors based on the requirement. So you see, there's never really a modest or brandy. But since we have sweat equity, we have investor interest. We are intrinsically motivated to provide the right advisors, the right connections, and right solution at the right time. The onus is on venture builder to facilitate all these resources at one as one unified uh, team, one government, one governing body that can uh, create value for the venture in the dedicated, and sustainable way. So these uh, shared resources allow the venture have a competitive advantage and superior market knowledge and the end result, optimized business decisions, faster speed to market, lower risk of failure and higher chances
0: of success. Now, typically when you're speaking to your clients in these early conversations, um, I find that in all the conversations, the different varying conversations I have with founders and early businesses, um, there are always things that they need to uh, grow, right? Internally, processes. Everyone's so focused on raising funds and growing that they sometimes forget about up processes or legal expertise. Um, talk to us a little bit about, you know, are there any particular areas based on the last five years of work uh, that people, that businesses typically lack when you first start working with them?
2: So when we talk about businesses, right, I think the fundamental is very important. So fundamental means that you should have the right people who develop the right uh, products or services, and then we deliver it to the market. So many companies, they actually fall short in systemizing their their processes, meaning to say, if they have a service, they may not be delivering the the service uh, correctly most Mm -hmm. of the time, or even if like a If there's any question coming from the the clients, they may not be able to solve it on the spot and they will take a a, a much longer time uh, to process. So uh, their products and service may not be up to their standards, even though that's what they want to deliver in the first place. So I I would say that's the the biggest uh, thing that uh, they should uh, focus on, which is to strengthen their fundamentals. And to strengthen their fundamentals, talent is very important. You must have the right people to develop the product or the service you must have the right team to go for the right QA or QC and then you should have the right people to drive the branding and marketing so that your products and services are heard. So, to, to, so in one sentence it's about getting the right talents to drive the growth and the positioning of the entire company so that they can grow
0: up further and stronger. What have you seen as, I guess, the common mistakes that they're making early on? Because you're making a very important point, that systemization yes. of processes to ins- ensure a certain level of consistency. Yeah. It's no longer about doing the unscalable on your own. You need to learn how to scale this yeah. in a consistent manner. Yep. Is there anything else that you know people are missing out on early on in their businesses?
2: Yeah. Well, I would say there's actually another level uh, above this systemizing. Because when people think about systemizing, it's something that is very rigid, fixed- And it it always stays there. But that is not the case. When we try to systemize uh, a business or a process, we are actually always on the lookout to modify, to adopt, to to make the system better and better. So building a system is one thing, but that is only just the starting point. As you progress, you need to modify your system. So a business or an entrepreneur must be always cognizant of the changes in the market dynamics so that they can work on their systems uh, uh, regularly. And that's how we add value to them because we always look at their business from another perspective and we can tell them how to systemize uh, their operations better.
0: Folks, I've been speaking with Harvey Fu and Dylan Woon, co-founders and directors at Sparta House, a Malaysian-based venture builder established in 2019 that has worked with over 200 companies across more than 20 industries. Up next, we'll talk a little bit about the key challenges faced by their clients over the last five years and most importantly, key strategies, lessons and actionable insights for businesses to grow in 2024. I'm Rushan Kennison and this is Resource Centre here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Benchmark for managers, BFM (laughs) 89.9. VFM 89.9. Welcome back to Resource Centre. I'm Roshan Karnison, and this morning I'm speaking with Javi Fu and Dylan Woon, co-founders and directors of Sparta House, a venture builder established in 2019. And today I'm tapping into their insights and experience, having worked with over 200 companies across 20 industries to help these various businesses grow over the last five years. Uh, gentlemen, earlier we had talked a little bit about the difference between venture building and venture capitalists, and some of the early mistakes you see in the conversations you have with clients that you take on and help build, right? Um, Ultimately, what you get in exchange for this effort and work you do in is sweat equity. So there's a little bit of alignment and vested interest. Um, The last five years have been challenging to say the least between the pandemic and political instability uh, and uncertain economic growth. Um, There's been a little bit of everything for everyone. Talk to us a little bit about the key challenges faced by your own clients over the last five years and I guess how you've been able to, or how, what were the key ways in terms of how they managed it?
2: Sure. So uh, by default, uh, we meet growing companies day in and day out, and most of them will say that they want to expand. So if we really look into it, right, They have different forms of uh, bottlenecks in terms of expansion. The first one is the point that I made just now, which is systemization. They lack system. So it's not just about you working extra two to three hours or you double your working hours. It's not that linear. To really scale, you need to have a very solid foundation and you must be able to bring it to different outlets or to different demography without uh, incurring too much additional cost. So systemization, uh, that's the, the most important thing. And the second challenge is actually business pivot. Which means changing the business strategy while also leveraging the existing resources. So uh, I can share one example. So we have a um, uh, FMB uh, consulting firm that has been consulting their clients uh, on how to improve their their FMB business. But over time, as their clientele grow, they would like to pivot to a more scalable model that is like a one-to-many uh, um, support that also can that they can also bring uh, supply chain resources, uh, financing resources to them. So to do this, they will need to move out of their comfort zone, meaning to say they have to, to convene investors for the capital so that they can deploy Mm. to to these F&B operators or or merchants. At the same time, they will need to consolidate the supply chain, for example, like uh, cooking oil, vegetables, fruits. They will need to put everything under the the, the same uh, company to provide to them. So when they want to do this, they are we can say that they are starting anew, but at the same time, they have, have some resources. So we, we we went in, we look at uh, the best ways to make this happen. We structure a deal that brings all these resources together. And through this new JV, they can successfully pivot and, and help their, their F&B merchants better.
0: So sometimes growth is not about doing the same thing in a bigger situation. Sometimes it's about changing the way you're doing your business in itself. And that may involve bringing in new people, new money, and heading in a new direction.
2: Exactly. Especially if you have been uh, constantly uh, held back by the same country. <laughs> I think I, I, I recall a, a quote from, from Albert Einstein. So if you are doing the same thing over and over again and you expect a different result, uh, that's insanity. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty much what he, the, the quote that's often attributed to him, right? The definition yeah. Yeah. of insanity. Yeah. Now, the, the main, I guess, part of this conversation today is to talk a little bit about strategies, lessons, actionable insights uh, that businesses can tap into uh, as as we look ahead to the rest of the new year here. Mm. So gentlemen, talk to us a little bit about, you know, you've done work with a few names that I recognize. So um, you've got uh, growing businesses like Sweat Spa, who I had mm. on the show uh, towards the end of 2023. You've got Dr. Oncology has also been on Open for Business. And Banana Bro, which I think now is at 30 outlets, which is quite a remarkable feat. And these are just a few companies that you work with. Based on the work you've done with uh, these varying businesses, um, highlight for us maybe seven uh, key strategies, lessons, or even actionable insights for businesses to grow this year. Sure.
2: Well, I would say that there are quite many things to focus on uh, and we must do it... uh, at the sensible timeline. Uh, That said, I would like to go through a few things that we should focus on. The first one is uh, we must always focus on strengthening the operations. So one example is uh, wellness. Let's say if a brand wants to implement good SOP across different outlets, they must not only uh, monitor and and, uh, review the SOP regularly, they must also listen to the feedback of the customers so that they know uh, whether the SOPs are actually implemented and whether there are rooms for improvement. If yes, they should really uh, improve the SOP. So in short, uh, they must tighten the SOP. Next, I think uh, companies should focus on strengthening measurability. Hmm. It's very important to measure because uh, if you don't measure anything, then you're actually going nowhere. So in terms of measuring a company's performance, uh, we can break it down into product quality and service quality. Just follow, uh, on, just follow these two aspects and I think uh, we won't go too far off.
0: And this is a particularly interesting point. So could you give us uh, maybe uh, uh, some examples of areas of measurability that maybe we will take for granted?
2: Yeah, sure. So uh, one example is, uh, maybe I'll just relate to an F&B example. Uh, in simple words, the food must be consistently good. Mm. And then the way of uh, processing the raw ingredients, uh, st- like even storing the, 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 the raw food uh, must be uh, intact, must be solid all the time.
0: Right, yeah. and that, that is an, from an SOP perspective. And I guess measurability would be if you're serving uh, a poke bowl, make sure that the the amount of ingredients in each poke bowl are, yeah. is consistent to maintain yeah. that, right? Correct. So that's, those are the first two, strengthening operations and then there's also strengthening measurability. Yes. Uh, take us through some of the other points.
2: Sure. I would say the next important one is to focus on attracting and retaining talents. Mm. Uh, because when we talk about talents, I mean, all companies are essentially driven by people. Correct. And people today and people uh, back then, uh, I would say they are quite different in terms of mentality because we are all living in a vastly different world. So people today, they want different stuff. When they join a company or when they start a venture, it, it's more about uh, unleashing their true potential and to find the meaning and their positioning in the society. So a company sh- should be cognizant of this and make sure that the talents that they attract can find their place here so that they'll be willing to stay for the long term.
0: Any examples that you can provide here in terms of strategies to help with talent management? Yeah,
2: sure. Well, uh, it's not really rocket science. So <laughs> yeah, but my answer, I would say that it's more about really understanding what drives a person. For example, we do work with uh, people who are actually pretty introverted. They will prefer not to meet, people like having face-to-face meetups but they are very diligent in following up uh, through the documents and crunching the data and we know this is what really makes them happy this is what they enjoy doing they love crunching the numbers they love finding the trends they love identifying the insights so we say yeah we have a good place for you you can join us and you can choose not to attend certain meetings we will just uh, share the key points with you or maybe under uh, clients uh, permission we'll share a recording uh, with you and then you can catch up after afterwards. So, so this actually makes uh, this person, or f- a few of them actually, like super productive. They can just enjoy <laughs> the, their flow, doing their work and delivering on time and they, they choose not to leave. Even if uh, there are much better uh, offers out there, uh, they won't because uh, we offer a more holistic uh, package for them to, to, to work with us. So I think all companies should uh,
0: adopt the similar approach. All right. What about our fourth uh, strategy or insight?
2: Hmm... I think it's more about narrowing down your customer group. So let me give you an example. Let's say you have a a food product, let's say. I think food is the most easily relatable one. If you want to target to B40 or M40 customers, it's actually still too wide. You can narrow it down further. Let's just focus on maybe M40. Are they staying in the city or in the rural areas? If they are staying in the city, what are their lifestyle like? Are they like uh, health conscious? Or are they like uh, the 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 I would say uh,
0: more casual? Yeah,
2: more more casual. Or some are like super career centric, career focused, and then they will have very different uh, value system and habits, and they will have very different pain points. So let's say if you are you were to cater food to those working in the corporation towers, then your food should be uh, maybe lighter, cleaner, and it should be. Uh, uh, easy to to, to to get it, mm. so you can actually narrow down. Just ask ourselves, like breaking down two or three more layers to get to the to the distilled customer demography, and then our products and services should be like really catered to that specific audience.
0: I guess it's building that profile, right? If uh, who you're trying to talk to yes. and pull into your. Uh, to your business. Because so having too wide of a demographic can also be its own problem because yeah. maybe you're not too focused enough. Which is quite interesting, as you see as uh, from some of the conversations we've had, yeah. as founders uh, go on in their adventures, they realize yeah. they need to narrow down the scope a little bit further in order to reach a more profitable audience. Let's just put it uh, one way. Uh,
2: yeah. And may I add on something? It's not about, uh, it's not about, Sacrificing your different demographies. Mm. It's about speaking to different demographies in different ways. Right. Yeah. So, for example, right, uh, I think just a few weeks ago I saw the posters of Nike. Mm. So, one very uh, interesting point is that Nike, they don't even show the shoes that they're, they're trying to sell. <laughs> Instead, they let two are people wear the shoes, like just a photo of them wearing the shoes and there are two different profiles. The first one is slightly obese. He wants to get better. He wants to get out of his uh, obesity. So this kind of poster will certainly resonate with those who want to get better. Mm. Another one is already a very athletic guy, and he wants to achieve his peak performance. So it's more about tapping into the hearts of this demography. You don't even need to bring out your products. But of course, your product has to be good in the first place.
0: The narratives that speak to different groups that you're looking at. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, that's four down. We've got strengthening operations, if I remember that correctly. Yeah. Measurability, Mm. uh, managing talent, Mm. and uh, narrowing down your customer group. Yes. Um, What else do you have for us today?
2: Well, I would say focus on
0: financial control. That sounds like an important one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's basic, (laughs) but uh, super crucial. So, uh, basically, uh, just make sure that uh, all the financial decisions are made wisely, sensibly, and wherever possible, uh, it should be like... uh, We should be able to access uh, all the management accounts or maybe uh, audit reports or maybe talk to the people from the finance uh, department just to get a sense on uh, the daily, weekly or monthly uh, financial uh, movements. Yeah, because uh, basically it's like a a scorecard for any company. So uh, this must be uh, checked uh, very diligently.
0: Yeah, I guess it, the point ma- being made is that you shouldn't also leave it to other people to look at it if it's your business. You need to yes. be aware yes. of what's going on financially. Yes. Um, all right, moving on from that.
2: Mm, I would say focus on fundraising and attracting investors once you have got your success uh, recipe uh, ready, which means if, if you do everything by yourself, you can only do so much. If you truly believe that your venture has a lot of potential, you should be inviting more people to join your journey with you. And how people can join your journey to join a venture is that they can join you as a person becoming your employees or your suppliers, or they can join you by being a shareholder. Mm. So if you truly believe in your vision, you should, you should be fundraising out there proactively and genuinely. You will attract the right people to join you on this journey.
0: All right. And to wrap up, what is point number seven?
2: Focus on strategy. Once all these things uh, are in place, it's very important to review the strategy so that uh, we can modify, or I would say uh, improve, or enhance the system that has been built in the first place.
0: All right, gentlemen, to wrap up this conversation, let's talk a little bit about what you both are looking at in the year ahead. Um, what market trends are you anticipating for 2024? And maybe how businesses should be looking to adapt to these trends uh, to stay ahead of the curve?
2: Sure. So, uh the point I'm going to share is actually quite similar, but I will talk about this from a different angle. I'll I I bring out two points. The first one is actually talent attraction. When, when a venture is operated under certain systems, it's still people who are running it. Yeah, we know we are in the age of uh, AI, IT, software, but all these things are still managed by people. Mm-hmm. We don't just rely on AI 100% and we do nothing about it. So let's say if even if AI is doing the heavy lifting in any aspect, it still us the people who are doing the checking, the reviewing, the approval, and the, the strategy. So talent attraction is uh, really important. So besides like giving a decent uh, salary or remuneration package, it's also important for them to find their ikigai. They should be able to find their meaning, their purpose uh, here. The best uh, the best thing is if they can find their passion, their purpose and their peace at your place. If you can instill these three core values in your company I'm sure the right people will just show up, not just on day one but they will choose to stay. So I think uh, that's the first point. The second is also related to talents. I would say most people today they want growth. They don't want to just stagnate at a place. They want to grow themselves to see a better world, to enhance their own uh, uh, potential. So I think uh, we must be as uh, companies, uh, we must be willing to upskill them, which means that uh, we should uh, send them to courses, bring them to different study groups, focus groups, give them more exposure, give them uh, the platform to share uh, what they what they think they are good at so that the, the world sees them. And this is actually one of our core values here at Sparta House as well. So uh, just for information, uh, I'm a HRDC certified trainer. So we also conduct courses to... Uh, entrepreneurs and also to corporations. Why? Because there are actually a number of corporations in Malaysia with growing uh, deployable capital. So they just want to deploy their capital. But I would say, I can't say all, but a number of the employees in the corporations, they, um, they would like to venture something by themselves. But if they were to do that within a company, the best model is actually entrepreneurship you become an entrepreneur within a corporation. So we consolidate and crystallize everything that we have learned and we offer this uh, entrepreneurship uh, coaching to their employees so that they can help the companies to work on new ventures. So this, this is what we do.
0: Harvey Dylan, it's been a pleasure speaking with the both of you today. Uh, thank you so much for your time.
2: Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for your time. I'm having a good time and uh, yeah, great to be here.
0: Thank you, Roshan. Pleasure to be here. I was speaking with Harvey Fu and Dylan Woon, co-founders and directors at Sparta House, a venture builder established in 2019 that's worked with over 200 companies across more than 20 industries. I'm Roshan Kennison. This has been Resource Centre, your daily dose of insights and strategies to help build and grow your business here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, Download the VFM app.